0: On first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack, huge hole, 50-yard line, he's at the 40, still going near sideline, he's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score, touchdown, Marlon Mack, touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off, it's Darius Leonard, Leonard with his second I-N-T, and he's streaking down the near sideline, he's at the 40, he's at the 30, he's at the 20, he's gonna go, pick six for the maniac. Kenny Moore gets to Deshaun Watson. That's a sack for Kenny Moore. Kenny has a pick and now a sack in the game. Horseshoe is back baby. The horseshoe is back.
1: What's going on Colts fans? Welcome back to another episode of Of the Bring the Juice podcast, I am your host, Cody Foger, Joining a special guest, he's director of scouting at NFL Draft Bible. He's also a contributor to a couple different draft sites, as well as a co-host on Raw Network, uh, Mr. Ryan Roberts. Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. How are you?
0: I'm good, man. I appreciate you having me on, and I hope everything's doing well on your part of the country. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's been kind of nice here in Indiana they started to sort of open a few things up and I know they're gradually going and so things are hopefully getting back to normal by the summer but uh, certainly has been kind of a crazy last few months especially in the NFL world Um, obviously having to do the virtual draft was just completely different for everybody but it seemed like it worked out well And uh, the Colts made some selections in the NFL draft. Obviously, they didn't have a first round pick this year, but they they had a lot of different picks Uh, traded down, got some more picks. And the Colts in total, I believe, had nine picks and kind of wanted to look today. And I know you did a lot of scouting on a lot, probably a lot of these players that the Colts selected. i kind of want to get your take, Ryan, on what you think some of these guys that the Colts drafted on offense. And again, you know, we talked off air, we'll have to look at the defense at another date, but. Looking here specifically at the offense, because this really was, especially early on, a very offensive-centric draft for the Colts. Um, so we can start here with the Colts' first selection in this draft in the second round, 34th overall. They select wide receiver Michael Pittman out of USC. Uh, he's a big body receiver. He's six four, about 215 pounds. Uh, a really, yeah, something that the Colts have not had in a body type for a long time, it seems like. Um from your perspective here, Ryan, what do you think a guy like Michael Pittman in year one can bring to this Colts offense? How can he help them potentially, you know, reach new levels and, and presumably get better than they were in twenty nineteen?
0: Well, I, I think for the first part of that is that Michael Pittman is a very polished player. Uh, you can argue that maybe the upside isn't ext- as extreme as some of the other wide receivers in the 2020 class. But what you have here is a of different styles, you know, uh, hopefully a healthy T.Y. Hilton moving forward, vertical threat. You have um, last year, they drafted Paris Campbell, who's kind of the the short yak guy who can do a lot of things inside, outside, a little bit of versatility. And then you mesh that with the big body of Michael Pittman, which as you said, is something that they haven't had in a while now. So you're, you're able to mesh kind of those different talents. And the, the real selling point for me is you have different type, you have different body types, you have different skill sets and together they're able to really create what is going to be a huge upgraded wide receiver core, as long as T Y can stay healthy. Cause now you could just throw Michael Pittman into the boundary as the true X receiver. He's the big body pass catcher, maybe some back shoulder work Do all those different types of things. I I really think I really love the pick just for the meshing of styles. And he brings something that you did not have before the draft. Obviously Uh, the Colts stayed in the second round uh, to pick number 41 Selected running back Jonathan Taylor
1: out of Wisconsin. Now Ryan this is the Colts had over two thousand yards rushing in back-to-back years, and last year I had over twenty rushing touchdowns. I think for me it was a little bit of a surprise, especially because you know the Colts had the seventh-best rushing attack last year in the league. Um, I kind of felt a little bit like a luxury pick to me. What are your thoughts here on the Colts selecting Jonathan Taylor to be their, you know, ideally their their feature back for the near future?
0: Yeah, it was it was a very surprising pit for me too, just because I, I'm a fan of Marlon Mack and what he's been able to do. I know he's had some durability concerns, whether he's, I guess, a full-time ball carrier, but you know, it's such a departmentalized NFL now. I feel like you can mesh different talents at the running back position, you could be fine. But obviously, you know, if you if you're gonna you swing for the fences here at the running back position, Jonathan Taylor li- quite literally is the home run guy that you might want to take a look at. Uh, he, he grew up, um, about 30 minutes South of me. I'm in New Jersey. He's a Salem County kid. And he, uh, got got a look at him when he was uh, running track, when I was coaching. And, uh, he, you know, at 210 pounds ran like a 10, 400 meter, he runs four, three, nine at 220 plus pounds. He's, he's a really, special athlete potentially. So while I, I think it was an odd pick, you know, compare, uh, pairing him with Marlon Mack uh, doing some different things. I, I feel like the offensive line is now set up, you know, you big Quentin Nelson and all those guys they are, they're, they're kind of chopping at the bit now to have who was for three years, probably the best running back in, in college football history for a three year span. So I, I think, I think the Colts fans should be really excited about it. Odd pick. But hey, man, I'm not I'm not going to question anything that they're doing over right now in Indianapolis. They built a great roster. Frank Reich, I'm a huge fan of. So I, I'm going to just kind of sit back and watch Jonathan Taylor develop into the running back that everyone probably imagines he can be. hmm
1: yeah. And then the Colts went in the fourth round, third round. They took a defensive player. Fourth round, pick 122. They select potentially, and I say potentially because Chris Ballard has harped to the media. Let's not crown this guy as the Messiah, right? The next coming of Peyton Manning, and Andrew Luck, what have you. But they select a quarterback here. They select Jacob Eason, quarterback out of Washington. Guy who has a really big arm. I know there's a lot of potential there. Some people were even mocking him in the second round. The Colts get him here. He falls all the way to the fourth round. What are your thoughts here on potentially Jacob Eason, um, maybe being the Colts starter down the road? Maybe you know being just the backup. You know whatever happens. Overall, what are your thoughts on Jacob Eason?
0: I th- I was really scared that Jacob Beeson was going to be overdrafted to be that late first round, early second round quarterback. I'm happy with this det- destination just because I feel like early day three, there's not going to be much of an emphasis on him playing early and he shouldn't be playing early. He's only played really one full year of college football. He played a lot as a freshman at Georgia, but I mean, everything was so dumbed down and that offense, that offense did not do him justice at all. So I'm really looking at a one year sample size at Washington the kid has everything you would want in a quarterback. Honestly, you know he's got the size, the arm strength. He makes some of the throws that just kind of make you take a second glance, rewind the film for a second. And, and to be in this situation, learning from Frank Reich, and again with a really nice, um, you know, nucleus of young players on that roster, developing here, and the ability to learn from Philip Rivers from a year, I, I feel like. This is, I I was a fan of him potentially going to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians and and sitting behind Brady. I I feel like this is about as good as you can get. These were like the top two fits that I felt like for Jacob Eason, it could be optimal for him moving forward. I I feel like with Frank Reich in this situation, sit back, watch. I I think that he can eventually develop into that starter if uh, everything kind of works well for him moving forward. Mm -hmm. I'm curious. Why do you think he fell all the way where he did to the fourth round? I mean,
1: you said some people you thought he could potentially be drafted late first round, maybe even, you know, second
0: round. Why do you think he fell this far? What do you think is some of the reasoning behind that? It's, I mean, it was really, it's really curious, honestly, because usually the big arms raw guys usually move up in the draft a little bit. They're kind of overdrafted. I think it's just the changing of how the game is, is evolving a little bit. You know, everything, so out of script at the quarterback play, you have to be able to break the pocket and do things when structure breaks down. That's not Jacob Eason's game. I, I feel like that's why you saw Jalen hurts go in the second round. I think that Jacob Eason is kind of what you marveled at a couple years ago, but the game's changing a little bit. So I, I feel like he's just kind of becoming an old fad, but you know, in, in the right system, right situation, I still think that could be an, a successful uh, piece moving forward.
1: Hmm. And then the Colts in the fifth round, they, they address the offense again. They address their offensive line. One of the best offensive lines in football, but they select the local product offensive lineman, Danny Pinter out of ball state. Um, he played tackle at ball state, but the Colts kind of see him potentially as an interior guard center type player. What are your thoughts here on the Colts getting a guy like Pinter here in the fifth?
0: Yeah, so I'm real I'm really uh I-, I saw a lot of Danny Pinter just because our uh the at NFL P- uh we're kind of involved involved, sorry, with the NFL PA bowl for, at NFL Draft Bible. Rick Saratello is one of the scouts over there. And I had the opportunity to sit down with Dan- Danny, interview him before the draft, um, you know, during the process and everything and He's the guy that, like you said, he played right tackle at Ball State. Obviously, he's not the tallest guy in the world. He doesn't have the longest arm. He's right around 6'4". He's got, you know, sub 33-inch arms. But what he is is he's a really special athlete potentially. I heard, you know, at the NFLPA game he was turning heads all week. I think he may have been the first one taken from the NFLPA Bowl, first or second or third, one of, the, uh, one of, the, one of those kind of um, – Uh, players, he, he was, he was definitely high up there. So he's a highly talented player, definitely fits better inside. I wouldn't throw out even a center position being his final destination. No, obviously you guys have Ryan Kelly over there, but I think he's a guy that immediately can back up three spots and then see how he uh, continues to develop.
1: Mm -hmm. And some people have even like said he could challenge day one at that right guard position with Mark Glowinski, who's been the starter for the last few years, but is the obvious weak link on that offensive line. Do you see him potentially being a guy that could threaten Glowinski here and even even in year one?
0: yeah I mean, so he he's definitely more talented than Lewinsky if you're just looking at it from an athletic trait perspective, uh, it's funny what I was actually down in Indianapolis, and we were watching uh, we had a suite rented out in, and, and I actually had got to sit down with Mark Lewinsky for a few minutes because he you know, he's an Indianapolis guy, so he was down there. But I feel like Lewinsky you know, obviously is the weaker link of the group. Like you said, absolutely. So, I mean, could he potentially take the job down the road? I, I would, I would definitely say so. I don't think that he's going to be ready year one, but for the future, I think this guy has a lot of tools that he can definitely build off of.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the last offensive pick that the Colts made was in the sixth round. They actually had a slew of picks uh, three in a row at 211, 212, and two thirteen. And at two twelve, they take wide receiver, Desmond Patman, out of Washington state, a big body wide receiver, similar to Michael Pittman, uh, but a little bit bigger than Pittman. What do you think? This guy has huge hands. Yes. Over 10 inch hands. Uh, just a big, big guy. What are your thoughts here on Desmond Patman and what he could potentially do in year one and even down the road a little bit?
0: Yeah. I mean, so, so you already said it early in, in the, uh, in the segment is that they did not have, they've not had size at the position in, Some time now. So they obviously had it was the point of emphasis to not only get better at the position, but to get larger at the position. And Patman's a guy that nothing about him is going to really jump off the screen besides his size. You know, he does a lot of stuff in the back shoulder game above the rim contest the catch situation. He does some nice stuff. He's not, he's not a great athlete. He's not going to, you know, really threaten you vertically too much. He's going to stack and he's going to be able to win at the catch point, which, you know, is a valuable commodity. I, I think that for him though, in the near future, it's going to depend on what he's able to do on special teams. Cause he's a big, Nice looking athlete. He's got to be able to contribute, whether it's on kickoff, kick return, whatever it might be. He's got to kind of do that do that stuff to solidify his role because it's, it's going to uh, you know be a tough climb for him to make the roster. But I feel like it's a pretty safe projection to think that he could potentially be a fourth to fifth wide receiver with his size uh, variance and his ability potentially to win in the red zone.
1: Yeah. And you mentioned the red zone. Do you see him more of just a red zone type player? I mean, the Colts have not had that for so long, especially at their wide receiver position. Do you see him in developing into a real uh, dangerous red zone threat potentially if he can kind of put it all together?
0: Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, f- I feel like early on, even he could, he could definitely provide reps there. Cause I know You know, Eric Ebron was a nice guy for you guys a couple years ago as far as the red zone role. I think he had like double-digit touchdowns two, three years ago whenever that breakout year was. But obviously him being gone now, big bodies near the end zone is always going to be an attractive thing. So if you could sell me on him as far as Patman being a special teamer and being a guy that contributes down near the red zone, I think that that's definitely his best path, and I could definitely buy into that a lot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for just your insight a little bit, looking into some of these Colts picks. Uh, It'll certainly be interesting to see which guys, you know, kind of do what expected, which guys exceed expectations. It'll be a lot of fun, but the Colts certainly added a lot to their skill positions in this draft. Um, So it'd be interesting to see, you know, down the road, how are these guys contributing You know, and can some guys like Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and maybe even Danny Pinter, you know, contribute day one. So uh, before I let you go here, where can some folks find kind of your work and what you do um, with the draft in the scouting world?
0: Yeah. Uh, so, you know, Scout, Scout Brawl, uh, we're at uh, Draft Brawl on on Twitter. Uh, we do a weekly show. It drops every Wednesday. If you guys want to take a look at some of the, the draft news, we're doing our, our draft grades by position work. Um, and, you know, all the stuff you want to check there. If, if you want to just check out my written work and different things, uh, D- Director of Scouting over at NFL Draft Bible, we, you know, do a lot of things out there, have some seminars, webinars with some industry ind- individuals coming up. That's going to be really exciting. And then, and freelance stuff pro football ready um i, I also do uh, the uh, the draft um sorry the the, the dynasty draft room sorry it's, it's a little bit of a tongue twister but if you want anything on there <laughs> follow me rising draft on twitter and then we can check out some of the content i hope everyone enjoys that content obviously
1: yeah absolutely well thanks ryan again we appreciate you coming on man we'll have to do it again sometime
0: Absolutely, Cody. Any Anytime, man. I appreciate it. You guys have a, a really good coach, a really good GM, building a great roster. So I, I think Cole fans have a lot of things to really really excited about coming forward.
1: Yeah, we are definitely excited as well. All right. Take care, man. Uh, you too, Cody. Thanks.